not only is learning about defense mechanisms good for understanding yourself, but hopefully, hopefully cultivating some empathy. I was mm. walking into a concert <laughs> the other night. Which concert? <laughs> just casual 21 Violets concert. Oh, just casually. I think there's a 21 Pilots <laughs> concert in town tonight. Want to grab some tickets? Head on over, grab a cup of coffee first. Wear some normal clothes. <laughs> wear some normal clothes. <laughs> Just going to wear what I have on. Going to go to a concert. <laughs> I could probably most days wear what I have on and be ready for a 21 yeah. Pilots concert. <laughs> Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to No Small Thing. I'm Scott. And I'm Macy. And tonight, tonight we're going to do a table tap drum roll. A table tap drum roll. Yeah, for episode 24. Yeah. What's our topic? ASMR table tap. Defense mechanisms. Wow. Defense Even as you said it, it sounded really serious. Very serious. Defense mechanisms. We all have them. Yeah. Don't think you don't. Don't think you don't. We're talking some trash right out the <laughs> gate here. Don't think you don't. We're kind of snapping our fingers in front of your face. Don't think you don't have defense mechanisms. We uh, all do. We all do. Yeah. I think. So uh, I think, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I have a book called Why Do I Do That? And the subtitle is Psychological Defense Mechanisms and the Hidden Ways They Shape Our Lives. This got recommended to me from a YouTuber that I support on Patreon. And Which, thinker and writer. It was Peter, Peter Rollins. Rollins. <laughs> Someday we'll do an episode on Peter Rollins, everybody. But if you're interested, I recommend looking him up. He does He's pretty like cool. YouTube lectures. And he does something that I keep trying to uh, make a catchphrase out of or something, a slogan, which is uh, pop education. Oh, pop education. Pop education. <laughs> I think he does pop education. Now, he has two PhDs. So, but he's not teaching Would a Would the classroom. pop song professor be pop education too? I don't know who the pop song professor is. Oh, Ooh. I have to show you the pop song okay. professor. He's a guy on YouTube who like breaks down pop songs and Ooh, yes. like talks about the lyricism and like he's an English professor. That's not college. how I'm thinking about it in a pure sense is somebody that's trying to, to, to create a new term. <laughs> but uh, I think of it as like Peter Rollins is talking about philosophy, theology, psychology stuff. So like taking, taking something you typically hear in a university like sociology oh, or whatever it is, history. And you're on YouTube or you're on a platform. Everybody's that welcome. That can reach the people. Yeah. And you that make it super snappy and interesting and, and, and casual almost. Hmm. You know, so that's what Peter Rollins will do. He'll take a really deep topic and talk about it for 30 minutes. But he's like just waking up with a cup of coffee. And, he's and, just and it seems so engaging. And it's like we don't all need to be in a classroom, you know, all dressed <laughs> up in the morning, you know. We can just be watching it on YouTube. We can just, oh, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> so, okay, right off the bat, everybody, you have some recommendations. You've got Peter Rollins. <laughs> Peter Rollins. And you've got out. the pop professor. Pop music Pop professor, song professor. Pop song professor. Go I mean, he up. also is a big fan of 21 Pilots and broke down 21 Ooh, Pilots and teaches okay. people how to write lyrics like 21 Pilots, supposedly. Well, I'm sure there's some people that listen to this podcast that know <laughs> that we talk about 21 Pilots. So, well, so anyway, I knew, uh, we all, uh, well, some people may know what defense mechanisms are. This, this brought it really big into my brain for a while. Hmm. Yeah. I read this book. I haven't read it for a while, but we've been looking at it again this week. Why do I do what I do? Why do I do what I do? What great a great question. title. Don't we all want to know that? 
Why? So defense mechanisms are, in a lot of ways, an answer to that question. Yeah, if there's really mysterious are. things that you do in your life, like, and you don't why know do why I you do, do that? that. Defense mechanisms. You got to yeah. know about these things. And I think it, it, Macy and I are realizing it really syncs up with our discussions about anxiety and Enneagram and mm-hmm. wellness mm-hmm. and introversion, extroversion. It's all sort of under the same umbrella. Yeah. And I, we keep leaning towards these topics and I think I just am very curious about them. And the more I like lean in towards these like things that seem to align up with like awareness is kind of like a a common theme or just like not falling asleep to life, just Mm. like staying awake, like being aware and like, and wanting to push into the curiosity of that. And this feels like, I'm so curious about this. Oh boy! And then someday maybe we'll talk about Twin Peaks, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) that was one of the big themes. It's hard to even describe. I won't even describe it. Maybe if you're a Twin Peaks fan, you know what I'm talking about. But um, the main character, Dale Cooper, was sort of in a sleep state the whole season in a maddening way. Hmm. As as people that wanted to see this character that we loved from the '90s, and he wasn't. He was asleep, and this this character would come from another plane or different dimension. Uh, called the Black Lodge. Everybody, nobody knows. <laughs> and and he would look at Dale Cooper, and Dale Cooper would look down at this little figure on the floor usually. Yeah. And and the, the character would say, wake up, don't die, wake mm. up. And mm. it was like this become who you are. Like, yeah. stop living in this trance. Yeah. Oh, like it's you, such a big, the, the waking up There metaphor. is something within you yeah. if you can just wake up to that. And wake I think- up defense mechanisms, the more we learn into the lean into them and learn about them, you realize that we have these blockages that are blocking who we really are. And mm-hmm. we're doing all of these defense mechanisms without realizing it. Sometimes we're just unconsciously defending ourselves. We're defending our little egos, mm-hmm. our baby our human little, egos. Baby ego. <laughs> okay. Right. So are we, uh, well, are we going to read our review? Oh Yeah. We got we a have, review. We got a review, so thank you so much. We have been review deprived for a while. <laughs> I don't know if that's the best way of saying it, but uh, we we like to get on our iTunes and see if there's a review. And there there was a season when we first started where there was lots of reviews. Yeah, thank you to our friends and family who yeah. supported us through the podcast by writing a review. It means a lot. Every review. It means a lot. Not it, only do we like to read it, but it actually helps boost the podcast. Um, so... Scott's getting well, the review. Here, here comes a final little push to write a review. The crazy thing is, and everybody, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I'm just there's saying. there's a there okay uh, there's there's much more listeners than there are reviews. Yes. So I know there's people listening that haven't read a review, <laughs> and I don't. I, I'm 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 just saying, go out and freaking write a review. <laughs> Can't be that hard. <laughs> I don't know if that sounded petulant or whatever but let me see if i can find it i'm on our little site here hold do you on. need me to look uh where where, where is it where is it okay okay it'll show us the bottom one see all okay who's it by this uh oof, okay here i am on our itunes page this is from suz underscore t s-u-z underscore t and uh here's what she says she says, she titles it Hidden Gem. Hidden Gem. Three exclamation points. I found this podcast by just searching for Enneagram 2 episodes, and I got hooked. Okay. That is a very encouraging and fun thing to hear. I love that somebody would search for an Enneagram 2 episode and find ours and enjoy it. Yeah, that's, that's really great. sweet. Yes. And here, Katie. <laughs> yes, and here, Katie. 
I love how these two care about subjects enough to really unpack them. Mm-hmm. We do. They're also a really <laughs> dynamic pair and communicate well with one another. Nice. <laughs> Which makes it a really enjoyable listening experience. Love how honoring they are to all types of people. These are nice oh, things to say to nice. us. I'm giving four stars. Okay, this, <laughs> this is the funny is the best part. This is the funny part. <laughs> and this is this is the part we're inviting you all into a journey with us. And uh, po- we'll post on our Instagram probably about this. Yeah. She says, I'm giving four stars because I think the logo could be just a little better and I really catch pe- and really catch people's eyes so they know how awesome the content is. Okay. Now, what I do like is that she's she's wanting people to be drawn to this podcast. Yeah. It was a very like constructive criticism. Yeah, a real helpful thought. Yes. However, we do like our logo. <laughs> so we're conflicted. We are conflicted, although we could I've Maybe thought this about is a defense mechanism be- right now. What? We don't want to change our logo. Am I being, am I, is this a defense mechanism? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I do think if it could be brighter and more like eye-catching, or I'm open to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so we're mm-hmm, going to maybe mm-hmm. make a few different mock. Maybe white text. That's one of the I things. I think white text. Here. But the problem is the center of it is white. And Sue's underscore T, I think part of it is this, the the circle is a piece of art that I've made, so that has to be a part of the logo still. Oh yeah, no, we're, I I the only way I think about it is the letters. Yeah, that 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 circle is is the, <laughs> the center of it all. The center of it, it all. It can't change. So we'll put out some mock uh, trials of different logos on our Instagram, and maybe have people vote. Tell us which one they like and yes. which one pops. The yes, most. yes. We're almost out of time for this intro, but I'll just say. <laughs> My personal opinion about Macy's work, which has typically to do with a lot of rainbow colors, <laughs> and the thing about our logo is it's it's it feels a, it feels very mysterious and also um, whimsical, even probably well, a little. Well, whimsical. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know. There's something. It feels it feels like the moon. It feels like spaceish. It feels it feels vibrant. It feels. It like it like it includes a lot of things. It, it, to me, it's like no small thing. It, it's almost like it's no small thing. Is uh, this is getting a little out there? It's like <laughs> this big planet out there, you know. That's has that's that's all the things we want to talk about floating in space. And it's not a it's not a gray moon. It's a big colorful rainbow moon <laughs> with our letters on it. <laughs> I mean... No small thing. I appreciate space. this interpretation <laughs> of it so much. <laughs> We're looking at it on the wall. I mean, a lot of thought and went into it and it was no small thing painting it. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's a small circle and yet it's very complex and you could look at it, I think, never endingly, yeah. which is kind of part of what No Small Thing is about. Mm-hmm. So, so we're going to try to play with the letters, I think, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we'll play with the letters. So thank you so much for writing a review. That Suze means so T. much. Really appreciate it. And we, we take your reviews to heart. That was a really great, constructive mm-hmm. thought. Mm-hmm. Okay. We is feel that- like she has our back. We feel like she's trying to help. She's I part agree. of the team. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Okay. That's it, everybody. That's our intro. So hopefully... Um, you're interested in what we're about to Defense tackle. mechanisms is coming up. Yeah. We'll tell you a bit about defense mechanism mechanisms. And then Scott and, e- Scott and I have Who am each. I? Who is this person? <laughs> <laughs> We've each kind of deep dove, looked into a specific defense mechanism. So we're going to share those later. And mm-hmm. 
I don't know anything about the defense mechanism Scott's talking about. And vice versa. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. We've never done it that way before, I don't think. No, I don't think we have. We, we like to be spontaneous, but this, <laughs> if, if anybody's interested in this idea, Macy's going to present a defense mechanism to present. me and the audience. <laughs> the audience. And then I get to hear about it and uh, ask questions and then vice, and and vice then we'll versa. S- split it up. And then that. you will also all get a Reuven rumination. A Reuven rumination, which here's some more crowdsourcing. Do you like? Do you like us calling it Reuvenation? Reuvenation. Do you like that? I, I think it's do. good. Yeah. All right. That's coming to you. That's coming to you guys. We'll catch you later. <laughs>
we start to cover up a part of who we are because we're not fully experiencing. We're not being honest. About we're not being we're honest about what's happening. Oh, it bites us down yeah. the line. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, 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 so I, I think um, there's this, again, lay people here. Lay people. The, the, the idea we're of the, the subconscious. Folk. And even as we start to talk about it, maybe you're realizing, I throw around these terms all day long and I don't quite know what I mean by that. Subconscious. And mm. we'll say that to somebody. Well, subconsciously. Yeah. Maybe, maybe subconsciously I was thinking. And Sure. Go ahead. I, I don't have a technical definition. All I'm saying is this seems to have a lot to do with our subconscious. Oh, it has a lot to do with our subconscious, yeah. I think. I think why I am so glad we decided to do defense mechanisms and we're talking about it is because without bringing it up, mm-hmm. I don't think we have a means of which to see it in ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like it almost has to be pointed out to us in order for us to articulate it because so oh. much of it is just a part of who we are. We don't even realize we're doing them so much yes. at the time. So I have my book here. It's got his book. I don't, I don't, I hope I say this guy's name properly. Joseph Burgo. Interesting. PhD. <laughs> um, so he, this is the book. Why do I do that? And one of the things he said to Macy's point, he says, and just think about this. Oh, I want to say this is meant to help you because this is meant to help you think about yourself. Mm-hmm. I can become very judgmental and I can use all this information that I get about defense mechanisms to get really nitpicky about the people in my life. Yeah. Saying, you mentioned oh, defense, that. defense. Oh, mm-hmm. you're being pretty, mm-hmm. you're using a defense mechanism that I read about that last week. It's splitting, you know, <laughs> and, I, and it's like, that's not what the intent is, nor is it the intent of the Enneagram. It's personal work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you find yourself listening to this episode, becoming more judgy, of your friends and close people in your life. That's not what this is intended to do. You should be not judgy of yourself, a little bit more introspective. I think this is a good call to look at with, without judgment, but without... Oh, yeah. What's the word? Oh, what? Without excuse, without judgment, without, without excuse. excuse. Yes, yes. This is defense mechanisms is when you have to... Honesty. Hold, yeah, honest about what's going on and mm-hmm. the way you're reacting to things. That's uh, uh, now I want to read this little quote, but I have a thought. This this says, uh, <laughs> "Here comes a thought." While we assume, here comes a thought. While we assume we have special insight into people around us, we're likely to resent if someone presumes the same thing in relation to us. Isn't I, that nuts? Oh, and I was listening <laughs> to a podcast today on defense mechanisms that this guy was talking about. Before you think that you know what someone else is going on and what you're like thinking about that person, first think about what you like. Could that be about yourself? Mm. It's probably it says more about who you are mm. than what you think of that person. Mm. It was a sophisticated thought. A, a sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, what I was gonna say is is to certain. I mean, I've been on a journey with defense mechanisms <laughs> for a while. I go to therapy, and, and it, once you're starting to do this, I like this. Uh, what do you say? Judgment without excuse. Uh, non judgment. Yeah. Hold it with ju- without judgment, without excuse. Without judgment, without excuse. So you're honest about what's going on inside. Mm-hmm. Now, being honest, and especially being honest about being like a five, mm-hmm. I'll say it. I'll say to people, I'm really selfish. I yeah. don't think about others naturally. Yeah. Now, that's not necessarily what I want to be true. Right. I'm working on it. Hmm. Uh, so, so when we admit these defense mechanisms, like we're, we're going to get to this in my section about splitting. Hmm about saying, I hate that person. Hmm. Uh, it's so hard to get around this idea of like a, sort of a childlike or childish way of thinking about that statement. 
is, oh man, let me let me get this. What am I saying? <laughs> Take your time. I hate that person. Meaning, I agree with that thought. I'm justified in that thought. I'm letting the world know, and I hmm. want it to impact all the people around me. I want that person to know I hate them. I want you to know I hate them. Hmm. I want you to know I'm justified in hating them. It's almost like an attack, or like a, I don't know. Hmm. Instead of being honest, hmm. I hate that person. I don't want to hate that person. Yeah. But I can't stop until I'm honest with it first. And I want you all to know hmm. what's going on here. Why do I hate that person? Why? Yeah. Why am I thinking I that? I don't, I'm not proud of it, hmm. you know, but I have to be honest. Yeah. That's, That's a little different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When doing this kind of stuff and talking about defense mechanisms, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm not happy to be discovering these things. And yet, yeah. okay, I, do. I, I discovered them. So I have to do something with this mm-hmm. discovery now. Mm-hmm. It's it's an interesting process. It's an interesting <laughs> process. Maybe more interesting for others because, I mean, there, there's things about Enneagram 4s and 5s that are tremendously embarrassing, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. But one thing we're prone to do is go into dark places. Mm-hmm. So to a certain extent, I think both of us share that spirit of like, I don't mind... I don't mind admitting that there's darkness. Yeah. Some like, people like... I feel like I have to admit that there's darkness. Yeah, it's yeah. part of who I am. <laughs> but some people are really freaked out by that. And then and then somebody yeah. somebody that's going around preaching that, <laughs> well, there's some darkness. Somebody's like, oh, the other guy's... That person's a weirdo. <laughs> you know? Don't let that person in the group. <laughs> don't look at the darkness. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you may so even have a defense mechanism I do have this little <laughs> handy... Handy definition. Handy definition. I just I would think it'd be nice to have a handy definition. I think so. Macy's too. already pretty much given one. Just free form. <laughs> uh, she. Uh, what do we What do we call that? Like a, a rap. <laughs> Freestyling. Me <laughs> Macy freestyled an explanation. A, an explanation on defense mechanism. Um, so here's this book's definition. And uh, so if you're wondering what are they talking about right now, if, you're, if you've been plotting along this episode and like <laughs> defense mechanisms, I kind of get it. What are they talking about? Just um, slow down the episode to 0. 0.5 <laughs> on, your, on your phone and listen to this because this is it. And then you can put it back to regular speed. <laughs> Our defense mechanisms are invisible methods by which we exclude unacceptable thoughts and feelings from awareness. I'll say it one more time. <laughs> Our defense mechanisms are invisible methods by which we exclude unacceptable thoughts and feelings from awareness. Invisible Whoa. methods. Interesting thoughts. Invisible methods. And we're trying to make them visible. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not us on no small thing. Humans. <laughs> humanity. We all want to make these things more visible, hopefully. Yeah. I think that there is benefit to you to make them visible. Uh, I heard some like analogy today for why you would want to like think about your defense mechanisms that was like if you get a new like tv remote you could take the time and read all the instructions and be able to use this whole remote and like have all the functions of it or you could just take the remote home or and start using it and like never know exactly what's going on and what what you're doing great metaphor and it's like this whole time you've had kind of a manual that could show you all these capabilities that the remote has but so often instead of going and reading that manual we just sit and we fiddle with it and then we don't actually have full use of our tv controller what a great metaphor because we should all be feeling frustrated about that. Yeah. Well, don't you want but to I know? But I do that. Mm-hmm. And I do that with my life. Mm-hmm. And this is like, hey, here's a little, at least a page of the manual. 
cool, maybe. Yeah, it's a bit. It, it seems a little life hackish. Yeah, like we're trying to do a life hack here, but it's true. <laughs> you're you're trying to hack yourself. Yeah. You know, like whatever people say about like a iPhone jailbreak or something. <laughs> I don't I don't really understand that, but like getting breaking in and hacking into your iPhone. <laughs> Same thing. We're trying to hack into ourselves here. We're trying <laughs> to unlock ourselves. But basically, the way I understand it is is if there's any sort of constant theme of dysfunction in relationships. Like it's, it's like there's a dysfunction in this relationship and actually it's similar to this relationship and similar. It's like it kind of applies to most of your relationships. Yeah. That's probably mm-hmm. the most obvious indicator that there's a, there's it's, something it's, going on. There's a defense mechanism latched onto you like a little virus, Like a little <laughs> you know, and you want to, you want to name it you want to, you want to pluck it out, you know, yeah. deal with it or Whatever, you know. Yeah, and it said, like, there's a bunch of different defense mechanisms, mm-hmm. and we're not going to go through all of them tonight. We're Two. not going to talk about all of them because there's originally kind of like eight defense mechanisms, but then there's been a lot more developed that are talking about it. We'll probably eventually get going on how the Enneagram and defense mechanisms can oh, be yeah. super insightful and linked and related. Mm-hmm. But we uh, posted on our fa- Facebook. Our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> we don't um, post on Facebook. Oh no, I lost my train of thought. Oh, you're saying someday we're going to talk about the Enneagram defense mechanism, how that that plays to get, works together. Oh yeah. And, but we can't cover them all, but it's said that we probably use about five heavily, five different defense mechanisms heavily, but we all have some favorite defense. We've all got some, some that we use. So hopefully are the two that we share. It's in the subconscious. You don't even know you're doing it. You don't know you're doing it. That's so much a part of it. Oh, so there it is. Is. That, is that the intro? There it is. Uh, maybe maybe the last thing I would say is uh, if if you're still being like, I'm sure most of you understand what we're talking about, but I'm just trying to think, just trying to include everybody here. That's what I'm trying to do. Make sure I that we're clear because sometimes, in, yeah, in my mind, the like the most poppy defense mechanism is projection. Yeah, people talk about projection all the time. Are you projecting? The person's projecting. You've probably heard this. You've yeah. probably heard people say, oh, they're in denial. Denial's another big one. They're That's in... why I skipped over it. Oh, because... Wait, this, the denial's the first one in this book. And you're just... Because we I all was like, know. We all know denial. I want to do a new one. Like, there's a bunch of ones in here that n- many of us haven't heard of. Yeah, yeah. We're going to introduce maybe yeah. some defense mechanisms that you don't maybe hear quite as casually, but are probably happening around you either way. Yeah, so if you've heard somebody be like, oh, he's in denial. That's the defense mechanism. Projection is a defense mechanism. On this podcast on the four episode we talked about introjection, introjection which is now, that's not one i'd heard about until we started this conversation in enneagram and four and all that and i have to testify to the fact that understanding that defense mechanism i discovered that about 15 weeks ago and it's been really helpful in becoming more aware of who i am and understanding my past and my behaviors and tendencies so encouragement, and life hack life hack you say unlocked Similar. Yeah. I used to say it's, she's unlocked. It's unlocked. And I'm still continuously un- being unlocked to it. Okay. She has the manual. <laughs> she's reading little bits and pieces. The little of- bits of the manual. <laughs> Sweet. All right. So uh, when we come back, Macy's going to do uh, a book report. <laughs> <laughs> on- it's coming on reaction formation. Reaction formation. And, and so it, I, I read this book, like I said, about three years ago. And I read about reaction formation, but I don't remember. So I'm excited to get a refresher on (laughs) this. Refresher. Yeah. Uh, When we come back. Catch you later.
Okay. Hey, everybody. We're back. Here we go. And I'm going to do my best to explain reaction formation, which is one of the defense mechanisms. So I think to mm. first explain it, you have, we have to acknowledge that I think all defense mechanisms involve a sense of denial or suppression. Mm. So there's something mm. that is being like suppressed or denied in your inner self that you're trying to defend. So something you like, Ooh. you not interrupt it. With. It's something that's being not dealt with. Mm-hmm. So these, everything is kind of beginning with some undealt with emotion. Reaction formation. Do not want to deal with these emotions, (laughs) folks. Reaction formation is when we do and say the exact opposite of what we feel. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. So (laughs) see, I already don't know. So it's... That's heavy. Say it again. It's when we do and say the opposite of what we feel and want to do. So And why do we do There's a ton of examples that you could give. So like an example... A very common one is like when you think of like young kids and being like this boy who or whatever kid is like teasing a girl or like is being mean and all these things when really it's like, oh, he may like you. That would be a reaction Mm -hmm. formation Mm -hmm. if he is being mean because he actually is has some deeper emotion that's the opposite of that. Wow. So it's when instead of we think that whatever our emotion is, isn't okay. So we do the exact opposite of it. Oh, it's really interesting. And see, if you talk about this casually in, in a lot of situations, somebody will say something like, "Stop psychoanalyzing me." Oh, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, I, I mean, obviously that shows that there's a defense mechanism at work that you're trying to expose, and that's making the person uncomfortable. But yeah, true. This is also just that's that's sort of a. Um, what, what, what word would I want to use to describe that? Uh, it's like demonizing real, everyday, important work. Mm-hmm, so, that's oh, true. Don't psychoanalyze me. Well, I'm not psychoanalyzing. I'm, I'm just trying to figure you out. I'm trying to figure myself out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this this might be reaction formation. Yeah, that might be what's happening, and I'm trying yeah. to understand what's happening around me. Yeah. And be aware of it. Yeah. So there's it. It can react in kind of work in a multitude of ways. Hmm. And do you want to explain more? Please. I'm, I'm all ears. I'm <laughs> okay. riveted. Okay. So one way, and so reaction formation, if you don't, is this defense mechanism of the one on the Enneagram. Ooh. And, and people have been asking me about that since we posted. Really? And I don't really know much to say about that. We, so, go, we go around the wheel and we're like, okay, well, obviously the eight is denial. That seems pretty straightforward. Yeah, kind of. So Avery's like, oh, yeah, denial. I'm like, well, you know, but I don't, I, we get to reaction formation or isolation for the five. That seems pretty straightforward. Yeah, that feels real. Yeah. But like introjection, I'd be like, what the heck is introjection? Yeah, I only know that because of you. Um. Okay, so reaction formation, it's this idea of you, whatever you feel like, you then suppress that and then react oppositely. Mm. So the way that it kind of works with the one is it's their anger that they reject and then they react by doing the opposite, which is why Mm. so many of ones identify with being like a good person or being a moral upright person and being like kind of that extreme level of that is because so much of who they are in their identity development is denying anything that's not what they consider good and pushing that down and reacting and like finding their identity and goodness. Wow. So that's one way that it kind of 
links to the Enneagram. It's very interesting. Yes. The way it connects. We all do it in some ways, whether you're a one or what, but ones are the probably the, the most prone. That's yeah, that's what they say. They're the most prone to do it. Mm-hmm. But it can also work in things like so of like the most common example and the example that I read like multiple articles on this. Mm. And this example is used, I would say, fifty percent of the time. Ooh. Is someone being told that their sexuality, whatever their sexual orientation is, isn't allowed. And then they, because of that, being told so aggressively that it's not allowed, but they have this, like, they have whatever sexual orientation is being told they can't be. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They feel so ashamed of that that they react by being so exaggerated in the opposite of what they Mm. feel. So someone who Mm. does feel gay could react by saying they hate gays and be extremely harshly against it because they're so ashamed of what they actually are feeling and they can be doing this subconsciously and go listen to the last 30 seconds five (laughs) times that's so heavy and complicated and nuanced do you know what i mean yeah it's really complex yeah wow that we would it's like it's it seems a little bit like self-hatred Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not quite what it is, but man. Yeah. It's Oh, that's complicated. It's it's really the it's really sad when you think about it in terms of the way a person feels that whatever they have, like whatever's within them, mm-hmm. is like has to be like they have to react so strongly against it. It's and almost then, like and then the against becomes yeah. their identity. Yeah. Because it's happening subconsciously. Oh, man. And we can see how we do it all day long. Mm-hmm. Like another just like casual example is when you like kill someone with kindness. Yeah. It's like that's when you can be like, oh, that's reaction formation just happening around me is mm. like killing them with kindness. And it's that you can often recognize, they say, as like being relatively exaggerated. Because what that person is feeling is like, oh, I don't I don't want to be around you. But instead they just react by being like, oh, it's fine. Everything's OK. Doing the well, exact opposite. I don't want of what anybody coming feeling. at me with mostly any extreme emotion, <laughs> especially exaggerated kindness. <laughs> you don't want that. Oh, it does not work with me. <laughs> if you're gonna come at me with exaggerated kindness, I'm probably gonna not see you again. <laughs> and it's probably worked with ninety percent of people in your life. You know, but <laughs> this guy's not here for kindness. <laughs> no, 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 no. So um, that's wow. That's kind of reaction formation. Wow. That's so heavy. And, and I, I, I feel like I can think of so many characters in movies or mm-hmm. um, things like that who had such a complicated relationship with their selves, themselves mm-hmm. and didn't let themselves be who they were and were hateful and bigoted towards whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I think this is something where it, not only is learning about defense mechanisms good for understanding yourself, but hopefully, hopefully cultivating some empathy. I was walking into a concert <laughs> the other night. Which concert? <laughs> just casual 21 Pilots concert. Oh, just casually. I think there's a 21 Pilots <laughs> concert in town tonight. Want to grab some tickets? Head on over, grab a cup of coffee first. Wear some normal clothes. <laughs> wear some normal clothes. <laughs> just going to wear what I have on. 
I'm going to go to a concert. <laughs> I could probably most days wear what I have on and be ready for a 21 yeah. Violets concert. <laughs> True. You're always ready for a concert. It could happen at any time. Get, be prepared. Um, <laughs> Get so your walk- trench wear on. <laughs> <laughs> we're walking to that concert and there is a group of religious evangelical people who have these mm. huge posters saying mm. all of these, you know, harmful things. God hates this. You need to wow, outside repent of your sins. Concert? This is idolatry. Yeah. I mean, this is it. This is exactly what you're talking about. This is about. exactly in thinking of, okay, these people are reacting so strong and hmm. so aggressively. Like what is within them? Like what is being suppressed that they have to be so Ooh. against this? Ooh. And so it was, I was kind of a profound moment walking into this concert and seeing these people and thinking wait, of reaction formation. What are they against though specifically? Oh, I mean, it was like Twilight repent Pilots? of your sins. And it, oh, it's not about. It's not like they were protesting Twilight Pilots. They just wanted to be out there. No, they were saying huh. like. I mean, they said like God like sees like this as idolatry. Hmm. And then they had another thing about marriage. It was. Oh gosh. It was a lot of judgment Oof. coming down from these posters. Oof. A very interesting. Uh, yeah. That's a side note I'd want to mention. It's like as people that, you know, are religious folks, whatever that means. Um, it's, it's a, it's something we to care consider. about our spirituality. Yeah. Care about our spirituality. It's something to consider, to think about, and I've said this before, I think, but when you're using religion to amplify your issues. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're just simply a bigoted person or a judgmental person, and then you use God or religion to justify it and amplify right. it, mm-hmm. that's a problem. That's a problem. And then you can say God hates a certain type of group. I hate a certain type of group. Just admit that. That's much yeah. more productive. Then we can talk about it. <laughs> but if you say God... What can I say about that? You know what I mean? <laughs> Who is God? It's not what me. <laughs> I, then I'm not having a conversation with a human. Yeah. God hates those people. Well, what do, what do you think? I don't know what I think. I've just been told by God. Actually, yeah. you just hate those people. <laughs> you just admit it, and then we can talk about it. You know, like, <laughs> why do you hate those people so much? <laughs> That's what's interesting about religion. Denial. Yeah, <laughs> denial. And I, 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 side note, side note. I do want to say one of the things I think I've learned over the years is it's not religion. It's any belief system. So atheism can be used for the same thing. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Used to do us, them now, now, now because I have a need to hate someone and vilify them on the, before I was an atheist, it was vilifying atheists. Now that I'm atheist is vilifying religious folks. Yeah. It can go both ways. You just want to vilify someone, (laughs) you know, just a minute. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's going on. And, And people will say that they'll say, You'll 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 not like something in someone else that you probably don't like in, in yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. You'll notice something in someone else that's oh. maybe what's actually going on in you. Man. So, do you have any like uh, 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 like convictions or insights or life hacks for reaction on, formation? Do you think it's one of yours? I don't know. It doesn't. It does. It has not resonated with me the way that some may like immediately. Yeah, yeah, like reading about introduction, it's like very like emotional every time. Mm-hmm. This I can think of experiences where I may have acted like this, but it's it doesn't feel close to home. Mm. Um, can you? I mean, you just heard about it. You're just starting to kind of understand it. I, it's it's subtle. I think we subtly may do it. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, earlier tonight I said that there was a moment where I did that. I'm trying to think of what I did. I think I can relate. Uh, uh, if you're saying we have four or five mm-hmm. each, this could be one. It mm-hmm. c- it, it's definitely a contender, I think, for me. Just in the sense that, like, um, there are definitely... Okay, so I have I have five... We haven't talked about tri-types in the Enneagram, but no. I have, I have, I'm a five and a one and a four in my tri-type. Uh, so ones are perfectionists, reformers, improvers. Mm-hmm. Um, ones tend to, tr- quote-unquote, trigger me <laughs> very intensely. And I think it's because it reminds me of myself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Extreme fives can trigger me. Oh, interesting. In, in, in the sense of a, a five that's antisocial, or a five that um, doesn't read the room well and will and will go off on a topic that they're passionate about. It'll bother you more than most things. And because I think you I'm think. seeing myself in mm. it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. And I can get mad at that person. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll often refer to people like that as monotoning me. Hmm. They monotoned me at a party. <laughs> I'm using it as a verb, but they'll just talk my ear off, and I'm like, ah, probably. Mm. If I'm being honest, I kind of I have the tendency. To, to do, do the too. same thing. Yeah. Hmm. Ooh, not fun to think about. Not fun. Yeah. We've all got these tendencies. Interestingly, if four is in my tri-type, maybe I actually like the four element of myself and I'm not really bothered by fours. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. The five and the one, I'm, I'm mixed bothered emotions. by. Mixed emotions. <laughs> I can be very bothered probably by, I can be bothered by fours. Hmm. You can be competitive with fours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an out four this four over here. <laughs> can I be more special? It's fine. <laughs> uh, All right. That was good. That, I have a lot to that's think about. I already have a lot to think I just about. want, yeah. So that's an introduction. Meditate on that. Maybe that resonates for you. Maybe it doesn't. And maybe with time, it'll meditate with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Reaction think about it. Reaction formation. formation. Look it up. Uh, when you're, you find yourself reacting to something strongly, maybe take a moment and be like, what do I really want? Mm. Pause. Mm. Think, okay, I'm reacting really strongly. Maybe like, what, what am I really wanting deep mm. down? Maybe, maybe it's something different. Who knows? Who knows? That's <laughs> what he says in this book. One of my big takeaways, I do remember this was what, okay. If we're, if we're all a, a big bundle of quivering defense mechanisms, we are, what do we do? What's the solution? <laughs> now he says the, the solution is either directness or candor. Hmm, hmm. essentially just saying not, not making a big show of it. It's just saying something like I'm angry. Yep. I just have to say it, you know? So whatever it is, it's being direct, mm-hmm. non-passive aggressive, mm-hmm. being in t- direct with yourself. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think that's good. Coming straight to your face is a Reuven rumination. A Reuven rumination <laughs> Into your ears. <laughs> Reuvenation. It's coming. Oh, yeah. He's emerging from his room. <laughs> it looks coming. like he's like sprayed some cologne on and he's like kind of uh, uh, dancing around in his cologne. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll catch you later. <laughs>
I'll just get to the poem then. Uh, but the poem that I picked is called January. And I am kind of scared of January. Yeah, especially in Seattle. Uh, some of my previous Januaries have not been good. And I'm thinking of like all the things I can put I guess this is not what you were talking about. You were talking about defense mechanism at a more kind of like psychological level. But I guess, you know. So I've been thinking of things that I can do to like make my January better, whether it's like cooking like spicier food. Okay, the poem. Uh, and yeah, so the poem. It's called January by Arda Collins. January. A night fire... And this one really burns the house down. At dawn, it's still smoking. And I love it so much. Like the world has happened the thing I wanted. Not like it loves me, but like, I know. I know, it says. Calamity. Like, why not for you too? And I feel so included. And ordinary, like I know what real order is. Like it exchanges a look with me together as the sky gets lighter. And too far to hear, I know a rooster crows. So far away it is gentle. I am in love. My heart sings to the trees as though they are full-leaved among the bugs and flowers in June. I am witness that the inverse of this bare white morning lives somewhere beyond the blazes, standing outside wrapped in a black and red plate blanket. I've never had a blanket like this before. The fireman gave it to me. It's the kind of thing that seems like other people that you might find in the trunk of someone's car or in their chalet, and that they say chalet is a maudlin lie that breaks your heart nevertheless, thinking of gingerbread houses, a hillside of yellow flowers, a grown-up Heidi making sweet love to a boy named Heinrich. It's like a blanket from a TV show about a burning house. Maybe I will run away with a fireman, what with all these new horizons? It's only minutes, though. A couple of hours. A next day type feeling. After I spend all day wandering around town in a blanket that looks like it came from Smokey the Bear or Smokey Stover or Paul Bunyan or Satan. Satan with a wink. That's the plague. In no time at all, I'm coming up the street in the middle of the day, coming somewhere with a can of food and a kitchen in my heart, thinking the heart can love anything, cannot love anything. There's the poem. I'll retreat to my room now. Do you want to make any comments on that before we leave? <laughs> Do you want, you want to... Isn't it fun and creepy? I just, I just love how she's like, finally, this thing that has happened to everyone else, this disaster happened to me. 
and I feel included. That's <laughs> and isn't that that line, that last line that's, you know, the heart can love anything, cannot love anything. Isn't that kind of like the dilemma of like, you know, like dealing with your defense mechanisms is you realize that, well, if I, I can habituate myself to many things <laughs> and there's like, there's some kind of like power in that, that, that is hard to let go when you kind of want to like, okay, maybe this is not good for me. Maybe this defense mechanism is, is, is not good for me. He always brings something that's so pertinent to the conversation. I have a degree in this. He has a degree. <laughs> Literally, that's what... That's what he does, that's everybody. What, what's yeah. the, he has a degree. We, what, no. That's what they teach you when yeah. you get an English degree. Teach him to ruminate. You can kind of... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, Thank so you. I'll explain what's happening now. Reuven has gently placed his microphone down. He's picked up his uh, poetry book. He's Thanks, Reuven. He's, uh, oh, <laughs> kind of a, a jaunt this time, not a creep. He's jaunting back, waving, and now uh, <laughs> melding into his room. <laughs> That's it. Hopefully oh, you feel like you're Ruben. here in the place with us. We're in a house, and Reuven, uh, I, just, I just like the idea of everybody picturing this. <laughs> He comes out of his room for his rumination, 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 and then retreats back. Sometimes he sits at the table with us, but tonight he's yeah. now he's now back in his room. Back in his room, he's probably yeah. reading or grading. Yeah. So we appreciate him emerging and <laughs> sharing his thoughts. And uh, the five comes out of isolation. Yes, retreats back to isolation. Yes, their defense mechanism. So that was the Reuven rumination. That was the rumination for the night. Mm-hmm. When we come back, I'm going to try to explain the the defense mechanism called splitting. Okay. Splitting. What so if is splitting? You're interested? Splitting? Stick around. I'm curious. Catch you later. later. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, Macy here. Hope you're enjoying this week's episode on defense mechanisms. Before we get back into it, I had one quick way to support the pod to share with you guys. And that's by simply sharing that you're listening to No Small Thing on your Instagram story. To do that, you just take a screenshot of you listening on whatever platform you're listening and repost that photo on your Instagram, tagging No Small Thing on that photo. That's just a quick and easy way to let the people who follow you see the show and maybe they will be curious and check it out. If you do that, it would seriously be no small thing. That's it. That's all I have to say. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoy the rest of our conversation on defense mechanisms. Okay, here we are. We're back for the home stretch, everybody. Here we are, home stretch. <laughs> and I'm going to try to explain splitting. And one of the things, I guess for my generation, that is kind of fun about this. Did you ever watch Reading Rainbow? Yeah, like a little bit. This feels like a little bit like it's Reading Rainbow. It's on PBS. Rainbow. Yeah. And I've got my little book and I'm giving <laughs> my little report. <laughs> this week I read a chapter on splitting. Uh, okay, so um, yours was... Uh, displacement reaction formation. reaction formation Macy's yeah. was reaction formation, which is a reacting to your ego and forming the opposite belief oh 
Just another refresher, Reacting folks. to your instinct, forming the opposite belief, and being charging into that. We do this. We do this. Start paying attention. Okay, That's so um, I'm talking about splitting. What okay? does that People mean? Are we splitting about, our brains? Yeah, I want to know. The pop culture defense mechanism is projection. This is splitting. <laughs> Add it to your lexicon. <laughs> <laughs> we have Now we have reaction formation, and now you've been given splitting. Or you're about to be given. What is splitting. it? I want okay, to know. Okay, so splitting. Here it is. Two areas. Two, two areas. The okay. There is. It, it's a way of dealing with ambivalence, or nuance, hmm. or competing thoughts. Okay. So in one area, it's about um, intellectual ideas, thoughts, um, opinions, hmm. perspectives. Mm-hmm. So if your mind can't handle, which again, we need to be so gentle and sweet to our minds. Mm-hmm. Very gentle to our minds. We can't handle it. <laughs> if, if, if there's two ideas that seem to be at odds with each other hmm. and we can't hold them in tension and we, oh, we can't appreciate them. we instantly split hmm. right and wrong, black and white. There's no nuance. Gosh, we do that yeah. so much. We all do it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and as I was reading this this time, as somebody that like, Air is on the side in terms of our culture in America, especially as like mm-hmm. probably a more liberal, democratic, progressive type. <laughs> Air, I lean on that side. We're all guilty of this, mm-hmm. no matter what, no matter where you are, side you're on, and 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 even the word, word side, side is probably a hint at some splitting. Mm, yeah. And then also we, we do in a this split society, a split society, a split mind, a split personality. We love to there. make things clear, black yes. and white. It yes. makes it easier. Then the other thing At is first. in our emotional landscape. If we cannot handle two different feelings about a person, hmm. we split. Hmm. And this seems similar to repl- uh, displacement. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So um, if I hate and love this person sitting in front of me, let's just say Macy. Okay. Hate and love. And and right now mm. I'm currently feeling hate. I don't know what to do with that. So this feels a little bit like displacement. So what mm. they'll say is, I can't admit that I hate you. I love you. I'm going to take that hate and I'm going to go have some road rage. Or I'm going to watch a game and scream at the TV. That would be displacement. That, it, it's displacement, but it's also splitting. So these feel similar. Oh, really? That's yeah. A, oh. Splitting is... Um, I can't, I can't acknowledge my hatred for you. Oh, so now it's almost, I feel like Macy and I've been watching avatar lately. It's all, it's, it's like that. It's like that rechanneling of the lightning, you know, whatever that is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it's like I have the hatred. I can't admit that I have it. So now I have to go. So you, now you have to do something with it. It could be hating another person. It could be hating uh, it could be raging at something. But what does that have to do with the ambivalence part? Um, I'm I'm getting more extreme right now. Now we're talking about love and hate, but like I guess on a more a more low key scale, it seems yeah. that every day we have ambivalent feelings. That's the inevitability of human relationships. And you then, can't just love someone. Yeah, no, you can't just have like one know? concrete emotion about yeah. it. But instead we put it into one. And I and 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 we're, we we feel pushed into feeling a very particular way about people, mm-hmm. and um, so this is the thing. So 
whether it's what you call, and these are technical terms, you call it emotional intelligence. Yeah. Um, or, or you talk about the Enneagram, or you talk about just waking up and paying attention. Yeah, awareness. It, it kind of goes back to what I was saying at the, at the beginning about just honesty. And you have, or what you were saying, non-judgment. Non-judgment, no excuse. No excuse. And this is, goes with Steven Universe. Here comes a thought. Here comes a thought. The image, the image is a thought that doesn't necessarily need to be, in heavy quotes, you. Mm-hmm. It's a thought passing by your f- frame of mind like a cloud. Mm-hmm. I hate this person. Okay. Just, just contemplate it for a while. You don't have to yeah. be like consumed by it. Yeah. Now, typically, this is what splitting says essentially is, if I understand it right, again, this is two baby humans baby reading humans. a book <laughs> and reporting on it. Um, I, I don't, I can't, I can't deal with that nuance and those competing ideas. I can't deal with the mm. competing thoughts I have about this person. I love them. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's the only feeling I have towards that person. No? You just put it into one? Yeah. Hmm. And and so what, the way I understand is you now split that emotion and now are rechanneling it. So now you have love and hate. Oh. It's not being directed towards the person that's actually in front of you. It's now being split and you're channeling the hate into something else. Maybe actually, if I'm understanding oh, that's right, interesting. Yeah. Wow. That's that's the two ways. The, the, the thing that I think is the most prevalent and pertinent for our world today as I was reading this yeah is I think everybody would agree that we live in a very divided society mm-hmm. splitting seems to be the culprit the top culprit yeah or at least it seems to be we seem to like see the results of a lot of people splitting mm-hmm. and like defending and needing to like yeah, keep talking. Head into that headspace of splitting, and we we live in a size that a society that's the result of that. It makes me think almost Ooh. of our Trinity episode and talking about how the Trinity is kind of a counterintuitive way of thinking. Yes, against this like dichotomize without ambivalence or mystery. Yes. But splitting seems to say that oh, it's things are too complex when there's mystery or ambivalence, and I I can't hold multiple things, so we just. To protect it, we make it clear, simple, black, white. We pick this. This is what makes right, it easier. Kind of boring, too. Kind honestly, of boring, but, probably. And honestly, like, there's so many things I and can learn from. true to our experiences. Yeah. No, other numbers on the Enneagram, we have a lot to learn from. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is an ego thing. Everybody has a little something to learn from a five. Yeah, Everybody this is a five thing. From a, four, from a four. We can handle complexity. <laughs> so it's not that hard. Yeah, I'm not saying like, oh, I get everything. It's not, it's not get, it's not get. I don't, I don't have some sort of magical comprehension. Yeah. I just don't mind complexity. So this was an interesting quote that that's in the splitting section. A quote from F. Scott Fitzgerald said, the test of a first rate intelligence is the ability to hold two opposing ideas in mind at the same time and Mm -hmm. still retain the ability to function. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Splitting is not doing that. Splitting (laughs) is not doing that. Um, splitting is yeah being incapable of doing that yeah so, so think about if how this is unconscious and you're just constantly splitting without realizing it so you maybe yeah. you don't even realize all the nuance that we're missing in our lives because we're naturally without thinking about it just categorizing and putting mm-hmm. things into different orders in order to defend ourselves from having to deal with the fear of complexity yes it's wild yes 
It and is. it's so subconscious. That is the thing. We're not aware we're doing it. And it's worthless. Yeah. It's not getting us anywhere. It's uh, that it keeps us in ruts. It's so silly. And this makes me think back to <laughs> reaction silly. formation in the sense of sometimes we don't even realize we're doing it. We're doing yeah. the exact opposite of what we desire yeah. without realizing it. Yes. Like how silly and backwards yes, is that? Yes, we need to stop it. <laughs> so this is, I guess, just to put a more clear point on it. He's just saying. Put a more clear point. Just as a splitting involved in black and white thinking may resolve, in quotes, it, it resolves in, in, in terms of, okay, let's it just say this, about, about defense mechanisms. And this is a point that's made in the book. Oftentimes they are useful mm-hmm. to protecting us temporarily yeah. from mm-hmm. emotions and thoughts that may be too heavy for us at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when we're getting into a healthy state in terms of our life, now it's time to tackle the defense mechanisms. Mm-hmm. But maybe sometimes... It's just too much. Cause so, so one of the things he talks about with splitting is, um, oh, if everybody, if any, have, you haven't seen, um, making of a murder, the like TV show, the Netflix show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So Stephen Avery is the main character of making a murder. And it just strikes me that like the, the woman, and I'm sadly not remembering her name right now. Uh, is, is it Teresa Hallbach? Hallback? <laughs> I'm sorry because that's insensitive, but um, the family of the murdered woman mm-hmm. just so aggressively is certain that Stephen Avery did it. Hmm. Now, mm-hmm. in according to this book, that's a, a concept of splitting. Like hmm. this tragic thing happened to me. It's too much, and and now I need a uh, I need a way to get my head around this. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a bad guy. There's a solution. There's there's something clear that happened. Hmm. A bad person killed this person. Oh, there's I no see. No ambiguity. Hmm. And it and and they say at the time at least this protected me from the 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 vileness the evil the darkness yeah and then a year later when you're able to look at it a little clearer you're like well maybe maybe not I don't know maybe there was something different going on here but yeah. initially your brain just goes into overdrive that makes that this is all starting to make a lot more sense to yeah. me like in the sense of the way it channels of yes. like all this like your ambiguous feelings and emotions around something, yeah. you can just kind of find almost like a scapegoat of like, okay, but here's this one thing and I'll just channel it all yes. in there and make it easier for my brain. Yes. And he says, take this and be mad at that. Yes. Hmm. Anytime hmm. there is black and white thinking in your head, hmm. it's a sign of splitting anytime, yeah. right? Wrong. No, no, no nuance, no ambiguity yeah. splitting. So he says here, just as the splitting involved in black and white thinking may resolve, quote unquote, resolve, yeah. for you at least, the ambiguity of opposing ideas, so can splitting help us cope with the problem of ambivalence in our relationships. Hmm. In the emotional arena, splitting means to divide up the loving and hating impulses and keep them entirely separate. Hmm. Often this means directing the hatred at a person other than the one it's truly meant for. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting, Gosh. interesting, interesting. We do such like wild things. I feel like <laughs> this is a good like. This one I resonates to me. I think we can. I'm my mind. I'm like I think we can all resonate. Yes. But it makes me want to pause and wonder about all the times I can pass, like a simple judgment on something, and maybe pause and be like, "What about the other sides?" Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. Am I? Am I making? a perceived judgment of this and just diving deep into that without pausing and seeing the gray. Seeing the gray. See the These gray. are the antidotes. The- <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to honestly, okay. I talked about Peter Rollins, but 
Peter Rollins has has done he has a, he has practices to help us with this. Hmm. One of his practices is called the Evangelism Project, and the Evangelism Project. Oh yeah, if you're, if you're this any is a good Christian, example. Christians evangelize. That means I'm going to go spread my message. Mm-hmm. His his twist on that is. I'm going to let myself be evangelized. So you go to like a Muslim mosque and you say, please tell us about your faith. We're not here to tell you about our faith. We want to hear about your faith. And the final question, because this is like a, you know, a curriculum, mm-hmm. is how do you see us? Mm-hmm. And it's opening up, it's opening up to, you know, if, if you're a person that thinks, oh, they're weird, mm-hmm. it gives you a chance to hear about how another group thinks you're weird. Yeah. Well, you're weird. What? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not weird. I'm right. You know, no, no, well, we're all pretty weird. Yeah, we're all pretty this weird. Is a, this is a really cool section in the book called What to Look For. So I think this is really valuable. What to look for if you're a person that's thinking about this and says splitting. Do I do that? Maybe. Well, here's what to look for. Extremes of good and bad are the hallmarks of splitting. Extremes of good and bad are the hallmarks of splitting, along with big shifts from highly positive to extremely negative emotions about important relationships. You'll see big fluctuations in the perception of other people who may move abruptly from pedestal to trash heap overnight. Wow. Black and white thinking is the order of the day. Wow. Splitting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, they talk Things about this. To I, look they, out yeah, for. They talk, he talks about this idea of like, Everybody has this experience to a certain extent. A big fight with a person that you're really close with. And in the moment, the thoughts are, this is over. This is done. I hate this person. Yeah. How could they? I want to punch them. Well, I mean, this is another thing about this book. A lot of it says these emotions are important. Acknowledge them, but also appreciate that they'll pass. They'll pass. Let, let's let's pass. reassess tomorrow after a break, do you really hate this person? You know, <laughs> are, do you really want to hurt them? <laughs> or do you really want to eliminate them from your life? Maybe, probably not. Hmm. Um, when we get into that headspace of our brain can't, our brain seems to just not be able to handle when we're offended and hurt. Hmm. I love this person. And right now I'm currently upset with them. Hmm. It's, it's too like, much. This person is a jerk. They're, they're out to get me. I hate them. This proves everything I've been thinking, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I've, I've done that. Yeah. But yeah. So, you know, he says, if you're, if you're wondering about splitting extremes of good and bad are the hallmark of splitting, I guess I just want to say, okay, here, here's the finale of this segment. Here we go. Finale. <laughs> um, I want to, I want to give an example. I wanted to give an example from my own life. Um, if we're, especially if we're talking politics, there was just an election cycle, right? Yeah. Everybody's talking about blue states, red states, donkeys, elephants, Democrats, <laughs> Republicans. And I can get really wrapped up in it. I don't really follow sports, but I can get wrapped up in politics like yeah. I would, somebody probably would sports. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can get online and see that Democrats are winning and get pumped. Republicans, I get scared, you know, and, and it's a nonsense thing actually when you get above it. Yeah. Republicans, Democrats, these, these things are, don't exist. Actually, these are (laughs) human concoctions and (laughs) paradigms, you know, and I'm not a Democrat. I'm a a human, (laughs) you know, like I'm not, I I don't, I'm not, I don't live in a blue state. I live in Washington and Washington doesn't even exist. We (laughs) created that, you know, it's like, 
these sides and these lines and these barriers. And so like one of the ways I think I've been prone to splitting in the, in recent years is, is this thing of um, Colin Kaepernick taking a knee Hmm. in, in the NFL. And so uh, this this has come up on Facebook. I'm 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 Scott is an active Facebook <laughs> user. I, I I used to be more so. I, <laughs> I, I'm not as active as I used to be, but I was getting debates about this taking a knee. I'm I'm pro taking a knee. I'm pro Colin Kaepernick. And Scott is pro Facebook discussion debate. I am. <laughs> I am. I <laughs> like a know? good Facebook. Dis- I, now, just so everybody knows, I I bring a nice, civil, nuanced, <laughs> gracious vibe to those debates, but I do like to debate. <laughs> so I, I'm aware, I'm aware that in my mind, taking a knee is a hundred percent right. And disagreeing with taking a knee is a hundred percent wrong. And people that have a problem with Colin Kaepernick are wrong and bigoted mm-hmm. and racist. And, uh, that's, n- I know that's not true, mm-hmm. but I got wrapped up in it mm-hmm. and I continue to do that now. Mm-hmm. Some of my closest and favorite family members are people who have served in the military. Mm. And they're scandalized by anybody taking a knee. Yeah. These are three-dimensional, good, decent, hardworking, loving, sweet, kind, fully human individuals. Yeah. But the getting wrapped up in the issue makes it hard for us to see that in each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what can and a lot gets lost and lost in translation. Yes. What can that, what, what can that side in quotes? Cause I don't even believe in the side. What can certain people that are so offended by NFL players taking a knee learn? What, what do they need to hear? Mm-hmm. How do they need to, you know, make those folks three dimensional humans mm-hmm. that aren't evil or sent by the devil or, what is Colin Kaepernick trying to say? Why is he taking a knee? Uh, you know, why why would anybody agree with that? Yeah. Oh, okay. And this is the challenge for me in terms of splitting. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't people want Colin Kaepernick to take a knee? What what have they invested in terms of our country that's so offensive when mm-hmm. somebody kneels during the national anthem? Yeah. You know, um, I can still have my opinion, but also appreciate where mm-hmm. someone's coming from. Yeah, and and not see it quite as needing to pick a side. Yeah. It's you not know? as fun. Yeah. It's more fun to be right and split, I think. Yeah, I think splitting allows for a rightness, a sense of yeah. like order and correctness and almost almost like assurance. Assurance. It almost feels like a very self-righteous thing. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. So black and white thinking. Anybody if you're if you're a person in any area in any area, because you probably, everybody has an area probably they, they think they're justified in black and white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not about the issue. That's the thing I think people need to understand that I'm working on. Mm. It's about the psychological landscape. Mm-hmm. It's about oh, what's going on behind yeah. the scenes. Mm-hmm. That's a good way you of think you're it. right. It's black and white. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> you should pause and question it, that. It might not be about the issue. It might be about what's going on in your brain. Ooh. Ooh. We would love to protect our egos. Ah, something to think about. Okay. I, we hope that this uh, book report. <laughs> book report episode. Our book reports, a little bit more than book reports, but our discussion on defense mechanisms was helpful. Mm-hmm. We wanted to close the night with 
my friend Sydney's in town. Sydney's here. Sydney it came to go to the the concert. The Twenty One Pilots oh, concert. Oh, the Twenty One Pilots concert. Oh, I the Twenty One Pilots concert. Concert it was. Um, which was amazing. They everyone. went in plain clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Not our plain clothes. Um, so, Sid, you can just introduce it and read it. Oh, oh. This is like our benediction, yeah. Our benediction, our closing thoughts. Yeah, our closing thoughts. So Sid's gonna close the night for us. I'm gonna hand the mic over. Here it is. So this is a part of the four agreements. Uh, the ending of the book, Macy's dad actually gave me this book. So shout out. Thank you, Bill. The truth is like a scalpel. <laughs> the truth is painful because it opens all of the wounds which are covered by lies so that we can be healed. These lies are what we call the denial system. It's a good thing we have the denial system because it allows us to cover our wounds and still function. But once we no longer have any wounds or any poison, we don't need to lie anymore. We don't need the denial system because a healthy mind, like healthy skin, can be touched without hurting. It's pleasurable for the mind to be touched when it is clean. Well, that's it, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, hope you like that benediction. Next episode will be an Enneagram episode, and it will be on the three. And uh, we hope you like that. Um, good night, good day, good afternoon, wherever you are. See you next time.